There have been over 670,000 confirmed COVID cases in South Carolina, according to the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control. Of the total confirmed cases, there have been over 10,000. In attempts to truly understand what COVID is, I'm sitting down today with Florida native Mylena Wiltshire. Mylena is a junior at Clackman University who was able to avoid that death statistic. My name is Chris McQueen, and this is Surviving COVID-19. I'm doing all right. Um, could you tell me a little bit about when you were first diagnosed? Um, sure. I was diagnosed July 14th, 2020. Um, it was an afternoon. I had been feeling sick since the week before, and I just assumed, as usual, it was my allergies, um, which had then turned into a sinus infection because I used to get sinus infections all the time. So I went to the doctor like normal to get antibiotics to go fight the sinus infection. And because of the time period that we were living in, the COVID pandemic was very popular. They said, well, let's go ahead and COVID test you. They had asked me if I had been out and about, had not been wearing a mask, um, going to parties just because of my age and the popularity of the COVID-19 parties at the time. I answered no to all those questions and told them that both my parents are high risk and I work from home. So anywhere that I've been, my mom has been, and there was just no way I could have COVID. They said that was fine and that they believed me because they had known me my entire life and knew the type of person and student I was. Um, So they did the test, they gave me the antibiotics for the sinus infection, and they just told me to go about my business. It was later that week that I got the diagnosis that I had COVID-19. How how did your family react to that? So, um, like I said, it wasn't expected for me to have COVID-19. So my dad and I were just like, oh, you just don't feel good. You'll be fine. I was staying in the house and everything because, like I said, I wasn't feeling good. But I wasn't quarantining from my family or anything like that. My mom had those motherly instincts and just kind of already knew because she saw me getting worse while I was trying to convince myself that I was feeling better. So um, when we got the diagnosis, they they actually called my dad's phone. They didn't even call me. They called my dad's phone. I was currently working at the time. I was working um, for a summer program here at Claflin that was going on virtually because of the COVID pandemic. And so they called my dad's phone and asked him to go into the room with me. So he asked me if I was busy. I was like, no, I'm just doing some stuff for work. And so he put them on speakerphone and was like, okay, we're here together. And they told me, you tested positive for COVID-19. My dad and I looked at each other and were like, you're joking. And they're like, no, we ran the test three times. You tested positive for COVID-19. So I was freaking out because I'm like, both of my parents are high risk. They can't afford to get sick. My dad was freaking out because he couldn't believe I had COVID-19. He was actually blaming himself because he had a repairman come to the house that week prior to me getting sick. And so we kind of just assumed that maybe I got it from him. My mom, on the other hand, was like, yeah, I know. Oh. She's like, yeah, I know. She's like, I've been knew she had it. And we were looking at her like, you didn't get the test results before us. We all just got the test results. She was like, no. She's like, I know my child gave birth to her. I know who my child is. She was getting sicker and just doing what she normally does, trying to just fight through it. So 
Yeah, I was freaking out, though, because I was like, I've spread my germs all around the house. Like, I'm going to get my parents sick. My dad had been back and forth to work. I was worried about him, and he couldn't afford to get sick, and then he couldn't afford to get the people at his job sick. He works in the healthcare industry himself, so that wouldn't have been good. And then my mom, I just, she has breathing issues. I didn't want her to get sick. I didn't want her to get sick. So, yeah. What was the, like, timeline with it all? Um, so at that point, I had already had COVID for at least 10 days. You know, the normal time period for active COVID is 14 days. Um, so we were expecting me to get over it within the next couple of days, but that was the complete opposite for me. I actually got 10 times worse. Um, within the next week, I developed fevers that spiked to like at least 104.5. Um, chills, night sweats. I couldn't breathe. I could not breathe at all. Um, the best way to describe it, you know how those COPD commercials say an elephant sitting on your chest? Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like for me. But imagine that elephant times 10 because you're already weak. You don't feel good. You feel like you can barely move. It took all the energy out of me just to go from my bedroom to my bathroom, which are literally right next to each other. They're a door away from each other. Not even a door, a wall. Um, yeah. I was always hot. I was always sweating. I was always coughing. The coughing was the worst part. So once I started coughing, I couldn't stop. And then it got to the point where I was like coughing up blood, which that was not fun at all. Um, that's when reality set in for me that like, oh my gosh, I really have COVID. I mean, I knew it was real. Like I wasn't one of those people that ever thought, oh, this is a fake disease, blah, blah, blah. I knew it was real, but I just thought, oh, I'm 19. At the time, I was 19. I'm young. I'll be fine. No, that wasn't the case for me. Um, So that was within the next week. Then the week after that, I was hospitalized for the first time. Um, I got to the point where I couldn't breathe, and I was turning red in the face. Um, And then that red turned from red to blue because I was starting to lose oxygen. Um, my parents and I were standing up in the kitchen. My parents were trying to get like, you know, hot steam and Vicks into my nose to try to help open me up and stuff. It wasn't working. And my dad literally caught me as I passed out on the tile floor. Um, I came to within like a couple of seconds, but my mom was like, okay, we need to take her to the hospital. My dad was almost in tears. That was the first time I had seen him cry in years. And I don't have a really close relationship with my dad. So I was shocked. Um, actually to even see that but he was scared he thought he was losing his daughter we got to the hospital they told me that I had to go in by myself because I'm over the age of 18 Um, so you know legal adult and stuff I went back there that's when it got even scarier because you see all these machines beeping and all these oxygen takes rolling by and realizing this is where I'm gonna be um, with all these other people that are coughing and dying Um, literally within seconds of getting back there in the COVID unit, I saw a body roll by with a sheet over it. The person had passed away 15 minutes before I arrived at the hospital. That's what my nurse, people my age, our age, you know, um, but that was just that next week. I had COVID for a total of a month and a half, officially. So, I mean, literally for that month and a half, I was in and out of the hospital just with COVID, um, issues.
But, I mean, my stories about hospitals get worse than that. I went to another hospital. They told me, you just want drugs. You're just a, another black child that wants drugs. Um, so your your race had a factor into how you were treated. Mm-hmm. That's why I always talk about the disparities within the health and medical field. I mean, you can be seriously having health issues, but because you're black or because you're a black woman or because you're a black young adult, black male, black female, black person, they're just not going to treat you the same. Does it, did that experience have any effect on you? Because I know your major is biochem, right? Correct. Um, with plans to go into the medical field. I think it further, further solidified my reasonings for going in um, to the medical field. No, I don't want to be an MD anymore. That may be true, but I'm still going in to become an educator and a physician and to help my community, to bring awareness as to who we are as a people and how we should treat should be treated as patients. With the vaccine out, um, and, you know, it's I think it's starting at ages five now to you know, 65 plus in the Pfizer and they're working for the Moderna and J&J. And, you know, um, actually President Biden has just gotten the booster for Pfizer. So with all that, you know, out and about, have you been vaccinated? Has it any effect on you? Um. So, yes, I have definitely been vaccinated. I got vaccinated in May of this year. Um, I got the Moderna shot. Um, so... Fun fact about COVID and how it affected me, it wiped out my immune system. So when I finally like kind of got over everything, I had like the immune system of like a three-year-old. Um, so I'm very, I can very easily get sick. And um, things like RSV, bronchitis, pneumonia, common cold, flu, strep throat, all that stuff, those upper respiratory things, especially because of how weak my lungs are would be almost like a hospitalization immediately for me. So with knowing that COVID, even though it's a virus, I don't know, I guess I'll be a little biochemist for a second. If most people know things about viruses, you know that once you get a virus, you can't get that same virus again. However, with COVID-19, if you're listening to the news and paying attention really to any social media, you'll realize that there are multiple strands of the COVID virus out. Um, so... I can't get the same strand that I had the first time, but I can get another strand. So with that, I had to do what was best for me, which was to get a vaccination. Um, businesses such as the illustrious Claflin University that we do attend um, has been making testing mandatory in the beginning of spring semester of 2022. Um, they've made it so everyone on campus will need to be vaccinated. Um, do you agree with this mandatory vaccination? I do. I do agree to it, and it's funny what I'm saying is going to be very controversial, but I do agree to it because of the pure fact that I, I've seen what it can do to a person. I would never, I would never work, like, wish what happened to me on my worst enemy. I would never, like, literally, if people was there and, like, saw what my mom saw, my mom saw me have a seizure and then completely go out, like, the, the, the monitors say that I was dead. You wouldn't want your mom to see that. 
you wouldn't want to, but I didn't really feel it. But, I mean, I felt the after effects of it. So, you know, I went worse, like, I went with my worst enemy to go through this. But I understand that a lot of people are hesitant. A lot of people are scared. But you can't believe the false news out there. Can't do that. I understand that you feel like it's Claflin forcing you to do something. It's not them forcing you to do something because you can just choose not to attend on per- in-person classes next semester. You can be a, a virtual student. No, you won't get to do all the fun things that come with the springtime, but that's your choice. Don't let your decision be at the detriment of someone else's health. Because once you get COVID, one good time changes your life. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would like the people to know? I stand by all of what I just said. <laughs> and if you got a problem with it, my number is. Ma'am. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Mylena, um, for your time, your wisdom, you know. And for those listening, you can find more information about the coronavirus, COVID testing locations, and vaccination centers near you at SC dhec.gov forward slash COVID-19. My name is Chris McQueen, and this has been Surviving COVID-19. Thank you.